Hello again, friends. Today, let's talk about training. Are those groans I hear? We have got a solution for you. We are huge fans of Greenius, and it's probably our most recommended program. Greenius is a software platform that delivers general training and role-specific training. It also provides all regulatory training required by the Government of Ontario. With Greenius, you can track, report, and record all staff training, ensuring that your staff are confident, competent, and safe. On today's podcast, Grant speaks with Arden Urbano, Greenius's VP of Sales and Marketing. Arden has been with Greenius from the very beginning. She loves this industry. You will likely pick up on that. And she has a sincere desire to help contractors make the most of their biggest investment, their staff. Regardless of the size of your company, if you're interested in growing your business, then Greenius is for you. So here's Grant's conversation with Arden. Arden, thank you for joining us today on the Next Represents podcast. Uh, just uh, tell us about yourself and how you got involved in the landscape industry. Well, thanks for having me, Grant. It's an absolute pleasure to see you again. Um, so, you know, this is starting to go back 13 years. I'm almost in 13 years. You know, Jay Murray, the owner of TLT Landscaping, basically started with the concept in 2008. My background was sales and business development for 25 years in the drug industry. And so that midlife crisis, I call it the midlife job crisis, came along and I thought, you know what, maybe I'll take a shot at this. And literally two weeks in, I was absolutely in love because it was a very big puzzle to try to put together. It hadn't been tackled before. Training was not something that was readily available in landscape. So it became the challenge of a lifetime. And that is the truth. So as most business owners, there is always that grind factor. And so over the years, it's been, I mean, I not only love the industry, but we've seen that we've left a footprint in the realm of improving your training and education for these companies and for these workers and bringing the status of this industry up. Very good. For those of you who don't know Greenius, can you explain how, what the software is? How does it work? What are the benefits of it is for the listeners? Sure. Absolutely, Grant. So Greenius is a platform that delivers training. So it's a, it's a software platform that delivers training. And in that is general overall training, things like what you should know about fuel, engines, uh, all the hazards of working outside, right through to every division that, that you would possibly have within a landscape contracting company. We have 50 courses plus in two languages, English and Spanish. And there's also some leadership training for the people that are your bench warmers and the people that are leading the charge and leading people in the field. Very good. And then who is your ideal client? What does your ideal client look like that uses, that subscribes to Greenius? You know, we have a range of, uh, of clients um, grant. We have them right from anyone with three or four employees. They have small operations, but they still need to get that training out because they have even less time than a big company because they're doing everything. So they have, we have everything from three to two or 3,000 workers. Ideally, we're for a growing company. It doesn't matter how many employees. If that's your intent, then you need to put processes and procedures in place all types of processes and procedures, and we help from the angle of onboarding new people, sustaining the same thinking amongst everybody so that you have a more cohesive team, 
So Ideal Client is a growing company that's looking to impact their business by putting in processes and procedures. Okay. So if a contractor had a snow removal business, a lawn care business, landscape construction, maintenance, uh, you kind of, you have something for each one of those business revenue that that contractor would do then? Yes, we do. Um, The only probably segment that's not is, you know, there's a percentage of people that do irrigation or full service that includes irrigation and tree work. We do some of that but not the pieces that you would use specifically as a uh, person that does irrigation, but everything else under the umbrella of landscape contractor and those typical services you mentioned, we have training for. And I think even more basically, the regulatory stuff that Ontario demands, a number of those that are nationally required, but Ontario seems to be one of the stricter provinces. So we have those covered. So I always say to people, if you, if you don't have anything or you have very little, start with the basics and then work your way through it. And it gets you familiar with online. It gets you familiar with, you know, these guys are laid off in the winter, a lot of them. There's no reason they can't be doing some study and training over that time. Okay. So how does the actual program work then? Uh, like it's a subscription-based model, but how does, how does the actual staff get trained and how do they get signed off? Right. So, you know, we were just going through their process again today because we're always trying to refine it. In the initial part of it, you make the decision, do I want them to do it individually at home, in a group or a combination? We really did build this with the idea that training rarely gets done. And in the, let's be honest for a minute, that's a hard thing to, to, to get done. So at least at the very least, if you have a new hire and you send them 10 courses to complete, They're going to know a lot more when they get thrown onto a crew is what the usual process is and have to just either pull some guy aside to ask him what to do, drag some guy from another part of the property to help them. All those things are productivity killers. All of those things slow you down. So if you slow down, give them some stuff, even as far as pre-employment testing, If you do the pre-employment testing, you can draw some conclusions about what kind of person you might be hiring, because unfortunately in landscape, you don't have a lot of criteria. And getting someone from another company is not good criteria, because they aren't necessarily the best hires. So you would assign assign some of these before the person actually starts with their boots on the ground then? Correct. And then when they come to you on orientation, most companies have a, at least a few hours of, you know, where do you park? Here's, here's what you got to fill out. This is what you're paid, the rules and regs of, of a company. And they, a lot of the companies are starting to add some basic training. The infield checklist can be done at that time for the courses you did send them prior. So now you've got somebody that's running them through the equipment. The difference for us is that you have a point by point um, review of that equipment. And it would be the same whether a crew B from crew A is doing it or crew B or crew C. So you have the same guidelines and you have to make sure that you don't forget a critical instruction on that um, piece of equipment. So you allow that. There's a group functionality where you, you know, every time you add a person in the system, it has that data in there. And if you're forming a group because you have a little bit of time or you've slotted out days of the week where you're going to do training, then you can just pick the people who are in the room. You can select it by employee, what these employees need that's in common, or you can select it by the course that they might have in common, and then you can proceed to do it together. 
So Arden, what is the benefits of a contractor uh, when they use Greenius? Wow, Grant, that's a loaded question. <laughs> there's, there's so, there's many, there's so many, 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 many. There's so many. So trying to sort of drill down on this is that, again, it's different reasons that it's difficult for, a, say, a small company to exercise or execute training as a large one. They have different reasons. One has got not enough resources. The other has the resources, but the sheer volume creates logistical issues. So, well, first of all, it is a requirement by law. So, you know, the fact that it's not reg highly regulated like construction, like straight up heavy construction, makes it different because the human nature is we have to do what we are required to do and we tend to turn our attention to other things that we think are priorities. Yeah. But the fact remains that the health and safety as aspects are there and companies and owners have to look at, they have to look at their bottom line they have to look at their financials and try to understand, you know, everybody says they don't have time to train, but they really don't have time to go back and send a crew worth how much, you know, bill out rate at right. A hundred bucks an hour. They don't have time, the time or the money to really send that guy back to do something that he should have known about. He should have known about blowing clippings off the cars or the, why are they sending them back? You really don't have the time and money for that. So it's a ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure is one of my favorite expressions there. And jumping over over dollars to save pennies is the other one mm -hmm. because it's a, a notorious thing for a general manager in that mindset. It's so much easier to manage things like your overhead and your, you know, what's your price of your gas or cost of gas. Labor is a very hard thing to manage. How long a guy standing around at a job site is hard to control. Right. So the only way that you can do this is by helping under, helping them understand why they shouldn't and creating a culture of people who are all rolling in the same direction. OK, that's good. So if um, if I'm a contractor right now and I'm kind of sitting on the fence about, hey, I need some sort of training for my staff. Um, you know, I don't know where to start. So I'm listening to this podcast. So this is a good idea. Tell me why I need to to call you guys. Like, what's the number one thing, the low hanging fruit that I'm going to get from from calling you and and asking more questions about Greenius? Right. So, what you're going to do for your company, especially in today's, there is a war on talent, Grant. For sure. And if you are completely satisfied with the type of people you're attracting, and the, and you're satisfied with the people that you know when they walk out the door, you're thinking, oh, gee, I thought that guy was going to really work out. If you're trying to help shore some of these issues up, there's only one way to do it. And people don't care what they, they, that you know till they know you care. And that's the bottom line. And when you don't invest in people and you have no idea what they're thinking or feeling once they join a crew, you don't have those metrics or that intel. Greedius now has a tool, 15-minute review, that allows you to have a, you get to go full circle. They watch something, they do a testing on something, they do a review on it, and now you can measure their performance. This is what the key is. We are way more than videos. The danger of thinking what we are or what you used to think we are is that is we are way more than that. We now have the tracking, the recording, the reporting, the being able to measure. You can put in KPIs, you can put in pay grids, not with the system, but in your in your business and line that up with promoting people into a higher position and then start to justify, not just with our training, it's building a culture of all sorts of education 
If you're a snow operator, why shouldn't you have SIMA or ASCA certification on top of this? And it allows people to actually see a career path. So the number one thing is you take your, your biggest cost, labor, and the second biggest cost, your equipment, and you invest money in that. So one, they know what they're doing, and two, they're not wrecking your second biggest cost, which is your which is your equipment. And that's your biggest thing, Grant. No, that's great. I believe, my yeah. opinion. And like we recommend Greenius to all our clients, and we love it. We, I've been a thank Greenies you used for years, and uh, you know they're a great team. But the one thing I love to that I I preach about Greenius is that use it as an onboarding tool as well, right? Like you know invest in those staff before they hit the ground with with all the tools that are there. Um, you guys have done a great job with the videos, with the checklists, and it does when you when you staff do feel like when they hit the ground on the first day that they are being invested in. Um, that is what's important to them now. Right? Right? They're not expecting that they're going to hit the first day without any training. This generation is expecting training oh, before they start, right? And then when you don't do it, they're actually dumbfounded. They're like, really? You're going to stick me on where my generation was, you know, here's a set. Make sure you have a set of work boots and don't complain. Just do what the foreman. <laughs> so, um, I'm from that generation too, Grant. And, you know, on that point, um, the generation that's here now, is the value it's, it's incredible even us as employers the difference in onboarding for me it's just like give them the basics and let them figure it out because it's not that hard and all this and i got the younger staff going so damn hard they can't do that yet like it's really a generational thing yep and i really admire the young folks they want to do a good job my daughter was 15 years old she she hadn't even she wasn't even 15 when she started at tim horton's and before she started on day one, she had nine hours of video training to pour coffee. Yeah. And you're thinking in your head, what in God's name, right? But the bottom line is, is that it gives them a feel for the job prior to going there so that there's less anxiety. There's, there's confidence issues and using power equipment. Oh my goodness. It's intimidating. Yeah. So yes, I agree. This newer generation will not tolerate no training. Very good. So we're just going to take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors, but we'll be right back. Perfect, Grant. Thank you. Hi, friends. I'm interrupting this conversation to tell you about a free webinar we're hosting on March 30th based on the book ProfitWorks. ProfitWorks is a great tool for anyone wanting to create an incentive plan that gets results. Join us from 9 a.m. till noon as we walk through the why, how, and what you need to create an effective incentive program for your company. During the webinar, we'll cover the do's and don'ts of incentive programs, and we'll leave you feeling confident to start creating an incentive plan of your own using the ProfitWorks framework. To register for this free webinar, email me at marla at nextraconsulting.ca, and I'll send you an invite. Then order yourself a copy of the book ProfitWorks by Alex Freitag and Tom Bauer. We will be running the webinar under the assumption that the book has been read. We hope to see you there. And now back to Grant. All right, welcome back everyone. And uh, we're talking with Arden from Greenius. So Arden, I just kind of want to ask you, you have a unique uh, position uh, to see in other contractors' businesses. Obviously, you've been to tons of contractors' businesses. You've been to tons of industry events. In your opinion, um, what are some areas that contractors kind of need to be aware of that if you were to kind of have a crystal ball or be able to pull them aside, uh, a piece of advice that you'd be like, Hey, if you were to work on this in your business, what would it be? Well, 
you know, and I might have sort of already alluded to this, Grant, but what I'm hearing is a lot of facts and figures, a lot of talk about a lot of the typical things that they've just gotten used to, like what mowers the fastest, which one saves the most gas. Everything seems to be circled around uh, costs, again, that are easier to measure. The only thing that's changed in the last two years was because of the shortage of work, it's made everybody stop in their tracks to now have to look and turn their attention to, we can't find guys, so what are we going to do to keep them? That is now one of the biggest conversations out there. Our business is reflecting that. The type of clients that we have is reflecting that. And so the attention is really turned to how do we get, retain, and manage talent? And how do we keep these people sitting here with us versus being very valuable and walking off? The ROI for workers is higher than it's ever been. So you're seeing that there's a lot more opportunity to get the ROI out of with staff rather than equipment, right? We've, maybe we've couldn't have, have said it better myself. <laughs> so maybe as Perfect, and I'm a yeah. great technician. So maybe as a technician, we've beat the whole operation to death now, um, and maybe it's more reflecting on you know how do we invest in our people. Um, you know, where, you know, how do we have those conversations? And the problem with that is that people are messy, right? Like it's oh, not geez, like yeah. equipment. So absolutely. You know, it's, it's the toughest part of a business, all the issues that come with them. But then I find that the companies that start to focus on, you know, in the States, they're having English as a second language to try to overcome that barrier. Um, some of them are hosting, financial classes. So they understand that, you know, the money coming in, how do you disperse that? How do you, not everybody has training in these areas. So again, a culture of education, I look at us as a, as a starting point, as a, you know, a a very rudimentary thing to do for your people, but there's all sorts of things you can do. And the more you put in, the more you get out. There's this thinking that it's a straight cost. And so again, the quit thinking like a GM and start thinking like a person that um, understands the tie-in between investing in people and the return on investment. Very good. Okay, that's awesome. That's good to hear. So, um, so we're recording this in the start of uh, 2020, still in the midst of this whole COVID thing, which is all new mm. to all of us, and and just trying to figure out what's next. Um, so, how do you think? As again, you have a unique perspective in the landscape industry. You didn't grow up in the industry. You have this. You're coming into this industry. What do you think? is going to be the changes for the industry because of the things we've learned. You had kind of early on, you had talked about here's some 20 good things that have happened to you and the business this year. Um, what do you see the industry is going to look like? Wow. That's a big question. Uh, Grant, it's lucky that I'm up at four 30 in the morning <laughs> thinking about these very issues. So there's a little bit of nerves going into uh, 2021 because I think that some of the, I think that landscape made out really, really well this year. I think that the commercial side of the business might have got a little hurt, enhancements of places like that, because, uh, you know, the number of cuts. So anyone heavy in commercial, I'm not so sure that they made out as well. So I guess the big burning question is, how much longer do do we have to really take advantage of this lockdown or this this shutdown? Because people are spending all sorts of money in their homes. There's nowhere else to spend it. So what's that going to do for 2022? It's almost like 2021 is, it's still a bit of a wild card, but I think things are going to press on. 
And I think people are going to continue to invest in their homes because that's where you're spending all your time. So the bigger question is, how's that going to look post-COVID? What's it going to, it's like, what's our life even going to be like after the vaccine? Like the imagining trying to go back to doing concerts and all these things, right? So I don't know if that was an answer, mm-hmm. but I think that, I think that truthfully, none of us can really know, but I think what everybody should do is prepare now and make sure that they're planning properly for 2022 and how that might change things. Okay. My, my question is out there, just in general, what is going to happen to people's spending habits once this is done? Are they going to say, oh, well, I spent enough on my house. Now I'm going to take and tour the world. Yeah. I think people are looking for a better quality of life too. I yeah. do from this. Okay. So it sounds like we got one more good year coming up in the season. And then after that, then the question really becomes more of a, yeah, what does the season of 2022 look like? Right. Well, we spent their money in their backyard and we're not going to, they're not going to need the work and or are they going to re-divert re, re those type of funds? So People are going to have more money too in the sense that now that this whole remote and this geo remote working, that if you're in San Diego and you move to a wee little town in Virginia at a dramatically reduced rate of, of say cost of living, housing, the housing market, I think that that's going to change things because I think people will have more disposable income. They're going to reshift how they do things they're moving to towns where it's more affordable. So now they have extra cash. Yeah, so there's also that. that that upside. Yeah, yeah, there's that upside. Yeah, well, that's good. So, okay. So just kind of want to, we ask all of our guests this. So I just kind of want to turn the table a little bit and ask you some personal questions. So uh, who are, or what are you currently learning from uh, in your life? So as far as books and reading, I probably have 110 audiobooks currently. And I'm everything from... Uh, law of attraction, right all the way through. You know how to you know help yourself and your positive thinking moving forward. Um, I'd have to actually look at some of them because I don't know them all off by heart. Um, Alex Goldwyn, anybody that's looking for a good sales, the old-fashioned sales thing. I mean, they're trying to get it all fancy schmancy, and it's just not cut and dry. Yeah, the art of negotiation by Michael Wheeler. Okay. A Harvard, Harvard grad leading, leading in the world for negotiations, because that's a little trickier today. And I think the new group of people coming up negotiate differently than the old days. Nobody's putting anything down on a napkin and just uh, calling it a business deal. Yes. Tony Robbins, unleash, unleash the power within. Those are the kinds of things that I listen to, especially like getting ready for work in the morning, because you want to, during this very tough time, there's a high anxiety. I think there's an underlying, a little bit underlying depression and concern and worry. Uh, kids are trapped at home. It's affecting parents. So I think that's a more positive things that you can put in your head that speak to um, things far beyond what's going on right now to get us through a tough situation. Yep. Ego is the enemy by Ryan Holiday. Uh, very much so that you, this has been a very humbling experience. I found COVID. We really sh- surely know now that we don't control anything. And I don't think anybody could have seen this coming and how it was going to impact us personally and in our businesses. How is leading your team? You were mostly an in-office team prior to COVID coming in. So what uh, leadership lessons have you learned? I think that you can look at this a couple of ways. If you're in office, you can also have a lot of distractions and interruptions in your thinking and your and what you're trying to achieve. So there's that balance there of, when you're in the office and people are constantly interrupting you, 
So by being at home, if I saw my phone ring and it was one of the staff, I just carried on with what I was doing until I had free time. So there was a big disparity. So I think for the leaders, it's different than the workers. You have to always make sure I have six standing meetings a week, uh, individual meetings with individuals to get the lock on what they're doing and how they're feeling. You have to count feelings in this because we're feeling people and they they are maybe going through some stuff and you have to help them work through it. Group meetings, really important to keep everybody together so that there's not that feeling of separateness. I found it extremely hard to manage because we didn't see it coming. And now that we know what sort of works, I'm preparing for the lockdown as I feel that that's where we're heading. And so now going forward, the meetings are in place and we bought, we got Slack, which is a quick, quick way of texting, inner office texting, very rapid, unlike email. You have to start adopting other software that help. You can't just do what you used to do because you're not together. So we had to adapt some new software to help with that uh, flow of communication. Probably three or four we've put in place. So software does allow for that. So that's one of the biggest things, Grant. There's been many lessons in the COVID thing, but the humbleness that we've gained from it. And um, you have to have KPIs and deliverables. Okay. So Arden, what's been one habit that maybe you've picked up during COVID um, or maybe you've had before that's impacted your business life or personal life? Oh, I just came to me, thankfully for that, is was the habit of the individual meetings. Before it was all sort of all over the place when somebody needed to talk to you. Now it's, if you've got something to say, unless it's an emergency, we'll talk Friday at eight. Really streamlined that individual meetings. And I think you can't just do group meetings. You've got to have individual weekly meetings with your key people every week. And it has made everything so much smoother, like a thousand times smoother. Good. Awesome. Okay. And then to the last question is, what's the one thing you're currently thankful for uh, at the state of the union that we're in right now? So I am forever grateful for the clients that came on board, the people that were out right at the beginning in the trenches with us, those companies are gems in the pile of all the gems are at the top. Grateful for the continued business through that hardship that people, you know, as they're looking at their budgets are starting to cut things that very little of that happened. So it was really telling that they look at that as a critical piece of their business. So that was a relief because we really didn't know which way that was going to go. And personally, I've, just, I've, I've understood that I probably work a little bit too much and I should... I was grateful for, it was like taking a breath. It slowed everything down in so many ways. And it allowed you to think more, think more clearly, to understand your life, what's important, your health, all the things that you take for granted because you're so busy working that you're able to understand that you have to do better things in your own life and not just not all business. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Uh, for those of you, again, uh, we love uh, Greenius. Uh, it's a, we're a huge fan of software. So if you're a contractor out there right now that does not have some sort of training for their staff, uh, for equipment, you definitely need to to go to Greenius. We'll, we'll put all the contact information in the link below, but you need to reach out to them. Uh, Arden and her team are amazing. Uh, they love contractors. And uh, yeah, you just need to have them. Uh, one of those uh, major key components in any good business is, is Greenius. So, so again, thank you so much, Arden, for joining us today. Thanks, Grant. Take care.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nextra Presents. If you enjoyed the episode, it would really help us if you would leave a five-star rating and review the podcast. While you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. If you want to contact us, please visit our website at nextraconsulting.ca.